0: Welcome to Man Talk, the podcast that's normalising the conversation about men's mental health. I'm your host Jamie Day and you can find me on Instagram at A in the Life dad. and you can hear more about my own mental health journey in series one of Man Talk. This show is made in support of the Movember Foundation, who are changing the face of men's health and fund life-changing and groundbreaking mental health projects around the world. You can read more about these over at movember.com. Mantalk is sponsored by Mojave's, who produce footwear for time well spent. Anyone who knows me or has followed my journey online will know how much I love the brand and their products. Their messaging really promotes me-time, unwinding and self-care, which we all know with the challenges of everyday life is so important for our mental health. So thank you, Mahabis. This week I'm in High Wycombe with Louise Saxton. Louise is a clinical support specialist in a neuroscience medical affairs team at Janssen. Louise has worked in the mental health space as a psychiatric nurse for 28 years, so we talk about the changes she's seen in that time, including the public's perception of mental health and the support that's on offer. Louise is full of helpful information and also details some useful advice if you're struggling with your mental health. Here's Man Talk. Hi, Louise. Hi, hey, Jamie. How are you doing? Good, thank, Good, thank you. Again. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. So, can you just provide some background to your role in mental health, your journey, how you got here, and the work you do? Plus, for those that don't know, and this will be helpful for me too, what's the difference between a psychiatrist and a counsellor?
1: Okay, yeah, I'd be very happy to do that. So first of all, i just, just talk a little bit about my um, background. So I trained at the Moorsley Hospital um, as a... Uh, so I'm a mental health nurse um, in 1991 um, in London, and since that time, um, I guess I've kind of worked across a lot of different therapy areas, um, so initially I worked in um, psychiatric intensive care in a, in a unit there, and then went on to work in alcohol and drug services, um, before then taking up a, a post in a community mental health team, which was also in South London. Um, my role for the past six, 16 years has been sort of to try and provide support and education to varied um, mental health professionals, or HCPs, in various Sort of clinical areas, and particularly those working with people that um, experience major sort of mental health issues. Um, I would say that sort of many people are unclear of the differences between psychiatry and counselling. Um, and I guess there sort of are many descriptions, but for me, I think the main differences um, in psychiatry is that sort of um, it kind of includes medical training. Um, and with or without sort of personal experiences or or a history of a particular mental health issue, um, with counselling and a counsellor, um, um, they will often have sort of personal experience of sort of past issues. Um, sometimes understanding as well sort of about the impacts um, that that it's had on a, an individual. Um, also, counsellors will focus on sort of like more kind of general therapies, whilst in psychiatry. Um, these may be more sort of specifically focused to sort of talking therapies, and I guess this is where the difference is: the option of medication, if necessary, um, to be prescribed, uh, or for a formal diagnosis to be established relating to the sort of individual's issues.
0: Thanks for that. So you've been a, psych- a psychiatric nurse for 28 years. Mm-hmm. During that time, how's the public's perception of mental health issues? Changed.
1: Okay. Okay. So it's a good question, um, and I would say that there's been some significant improvement in terms of mental health issues, uh, with regards um, certainly to sort of anxiety and depression over the past decade, um, and in primary care, there's really been sort of like particularly a particular sort of improvement in in services. So they've increased, and there's also been the introduction of um, access to psychological therapies, well, sort of increased access to psychological therapies, which is also known as IAPTS. Um, There's also kind of like patient advocacy groups um, that have become much more visible, I would say, um, in improving the stigma around around mental health um, and also providing information to and how to access that information, um, sort of via different channels. Also, would say that the media too have become sort of much more active in challenging stigma in certain mental health areas, um, and also trying to some extent to normal sort of, sort of frequent um, issues that, that sort of people would have or may have.
0: Sure, um, and linked to the above, with regards to the taboos and stigmas around men's mental health in particular what was it like 20-odd years ago with men talking about their mental health? hmm
1: hmm okay, okay, so, so again, really good question, um, um yeah, I, I, again, I would say, you know, there's been, um, some really positive changes, so, um, mental health services were, oh, you yeah, really vastly different 20 years ago, um, so there was kind of, like, little, little understanding, awareness, or even acknowledgement, um, to be honest, in how men struggled in um, discussing their feelings and experiences and their need for support. Um, and I would say that, yeah, I mean, it's certainly, in my experience, um, you know, in clinical practice it, it, it could and sometimes would lead to to, to some, some men turning to sort of potential damaging strategies. Um, Um, such as, you know, a a good example would be sort of using alcohol as a coping mechanism. There's
0: obviously been a significant change and more and more men are seeking help Mm -hmm. these days. But why do you think the old stigmas still exist?
1: Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, frustrating as it it is and sometimes quite heart-sinking as it is. I think there's always this perception that men... Don't either want um, or need to express their emotions um, and talk about their feelings and experiences. Um, and, and I guess it's you know it's a society pressure as well um, for men to kind of you know sort of avoid finding things difficult or not coping or feeling like a failure or or actually even you know that they're just sort of not tough enough. Mm. Um, there's also the idea um, that asking for help or needing support might be you know sort of they might be perceived as being weak or that seeking help although it is normal might sort of not be perceived as being you know yeah. normal or even sometimes the word normal doesn't sound great so you know just ordinary that doesn't seem ordinary to yeah. ask for help
0: exactly yeah um yeah I mean 20 odd years ago was the time that I started to struggle with my mental health was my sort of late teens in my early 20s sure. and um yeah the the I didn't tell a soul that mm-hmm. I was struggling. Not even sure. my parents, not sure. even my closest friends. And, um, yeah, it was just an incredibly damaging time because sure. it wasn't in the media and yeah. we were just... Uh, yeah, the help wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Or if it was, I wasn't aware mm-hmm. of sure. it. Sure. So, um, thankfully, um, these days, as I'm going to go on to, more men are yeah. seeking help.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I would say, you know, it, we've still got quite a way to go. Yeah. But... Looking back over the 20, you know, sort of comparing to 20 years ago, at least we're seeing, you know, some real positive improvement. Yeah,
0: yeah, 100%. Okay, and then from the men you speak to now, what types of issues are you dealing with? Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, so so I guess I suppose the first thing to say, and we've kind of talked about, you know, normalising and, you know, kind of thinking about ordinary life, is that I think for men, sometimes they can experience the same issues that can affect anyone really um so things like low self-esteem sort of difficulty just coping with sort of daily life stresses and being a good parent you know um, which again you know can lead to sort of depression and anxiety um you know as we were sort of talking about before you know men can um they sometimes internalize their stresses and problems more um which again sort of leads to them um, sometimes having feelings of anger towards themselves which can you know sort of lead to things like substance misuse eating issues and and also self-harm um sort of common feelings of isolation as well sometimes um, particularly during sort of life events um, with a family you know being a new parent um, so, like, particularly after um, the birth of a child or, or also, you know, sort of later in life, after retirement. Mm.
0: Yeah, 100%. There's, I did a whole episode on uh, with a guy who spoke about his issues of depression after his okay. child was born. Yeah. He felt a complete disconnection and yeah. life wasn't as he expected it to be. Um, I mean, yeah, men are... It's just an age-old thing of this... Yeah. Bottling it up and then yeah. internalising everything. Yeah. So um,
1: yeah, well, it's also you know it's it's so focused on the mother, isn't it? Mm. I think that's the thing. So you know because it's so focused on the mother, um, you know there's just an expectation that you know the man or the guy is just going to be mm. you know waiting to be a father, as opposed to mm. you know the isolation that a mother may feel or can you know again it's you know some of the you know being a new parent isn't. You know, specific to one gender. Exactly. It's just that yeah. f- for men, sometimes then it feels as if you're and not, not the, allowed, yeah. to, share not the allowed to share. and they don't want to
0: burden the mother. No, that that's another thing. You know, doesn't they doesn't want don't want better. to start talking to the mother who yeah. might already be struggling herself. Yeah. So, um, and then linked to that, is there a certain type of man you see? Do, you know, does seeing a psychiatrist suit everyone? Mm-hmm. Um, and at what point in Kind of dealing with mental health issues. Do you think seeing a psychiatrist comes, i.e., you know, first step is probably to speak to a family yeah. member, friend, mm-hmm. then a GP, mm-hmm. and then where does psychiatrist, psychiatrist come into it?
1: Okay. Uh-huh. okay, so so again, I mean, I think the important thing is sometimes the system and how easy it is to access the system and when you think you need to. So so for me, it's like men sort of seeking a psychiatrist or using sort of psychiatric services. Tend to be um, sort of more when they've tried to sort of manage their situation themselves, and usually for sort of a long period of time. So you know, before either seeking help, um, you know, sort of, you know, so sort of being referred by a GP or following a crisis, um, more so, which then you know can can sometimes inevitably end up in in, in them attending a and, um, emergency a and e. um, I would sort of say this tends to mean that the issues have escalated due, um, you know, to sort of um, kind of, you know, not being able to talk about the feelings or seek help and not being able to, you know, sort of discuss them or get support from others. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so it's often, you know, um, sometimes, you know, sort of partners, family members, work colleagues or even friends, you know, who'll convince the man to actually get some help. Um, which again is usually via the GP, um, although now you kind of do tend to see sometimes through, um, you know, sort of employer health access schemes. Um, again, men can can access help um, if you can get a good GP, and there are some good GPs um, to have a clear pathway. You know, there is a clear pathway to follow um, for sort of like the presenting issues such as depression, <coughs> anxiety, and substance misuse. Um, but it can also be less easy to access if the if the man requires sort of general counselling so they're sort of more specific to a an individual sort of issue that's been raised as a opposed to a more general kind mm-hmm. of need yeah. for sort of support. Um, GPs can also recommend, um, you know, there's some really good online cognitive behavioural therapy um, or access to psychological therapy programmes um, that, that are, you know, sort of free of charge to use. So depending on the severity or the length of time that the issue's been affecting the man, um, you know, then, then they're, acce- they're e- easily accessible. And um, an alternative, you know, um, should should the man need more imminent support, then they can be referred um, to sort of more specific mental health services via GP. And again, that's when I'd be more likely to kind of see or have seen them right. when they've actually come to the specific sort sure. of mental health services themselves.
0: Okay. Um. Louise, just going back to the uh, recommended online CBT and also the access to psychological therapies that you mentioned, that mm-hmm. GP might mention yep. to a man who might be struggling, or indeed a woman, mm-hmm. are you able to recommend one that you know is a, is a good one out there?
1: Yeah, sure. So, so the one I would recommend, just because, as I say, it's in the public domain and um, it's free to access and it does have some really good um, sort of... It's a really good programme. It's called um, Living Life to the Full, So you can just use a search engine to to access it. But there's lots of really good exercises on there. Um, Just while you're either waiting to get some, you know, sort of more uh, specific treatment, um, or you're waiting for counselling, or even if you're waiting for medicines to help, um, it's just a really good introduction to sort of cognitive behavioural therapy. But it's also more about just challenging how you're thinking, and maybe trying to get you to challenge your own... Possible negative thinking. Sounds um, good. I
0: haven't yeah. heard, I haven't heard of that one. So I'll definitely check that one okay. out. Um, okay. And then just lastly, actually, before this, mm-hmm. we wrap this up, sure. Um, if there are men listening today mm-hmm. and they are struggling with their mental health, yeah. What advice would you give them?
1: Okay. Okay. And I guess yeah, this is you know sort of the most important thing I mm-hmm. would say is that uh, um, as, as um, you know sort of really for men who are struggling with their mental health is, you know, and I suppose it's, you know, it sounds simple, but, you know, it, it often isn't, is that, you know, seeking help and support as soon as possible. And, you know, we talked about how difficult that can be, but but really trying to get help as, as soon as possible because, you know, the the, the, the sooner that you, that, that, um, that you seek help, the faster you can get to access the right support services mm. and treatment. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it is easy to normalise a situation or issues, and hope that it's going to, you know, go away or it's going to get better. But you know, for, for for some guys, that so often doesn't always happen, um, and things don't, you know, always resolve themselves. Um, you know, without kind of talking to someone. Um, you know, I'd also sort of say that it's, you know, it's it may be medical treatment or intervention is is unnecessary yeah so it just might be you know being able to share what's happening with others or even just you know sort of talk about experiences or someone that has similar experiences can can be really helpful um you know there is a huge now amount of resources online that are sort of worth tapping into which you know again can also give support on how to cope um with situations or problems um you know what i would kind of say is key is trying to develop good coping strategies, um, sharing, and not sort of storing up emotions and you know kind of feelings or negative thoughts that might be might you know kind of I guess you know have a real damaging impact. Um, and again, you know just you know just accepting that you know it is that you know everybody um, finds it difficult to cope sometimes. You know everyone does. Um, but what's really important is you know sort of being honest with yourself and with others um you know just kind of making sure that you get the help and support that you that you need
0: amazing perfect i think yeah that's incredible advice i think as you say getting help as quickly it's, as possible Absolutely. and i think so many people and probably especially men yeah. because of the stigmas yeah. that still exist don't yeah. and then obviously has a a longer term yeah. issue but yeah. yeah i think what yeah. you said is incredibly helpful and yeah. um
1: yeah. And you'll find that, you know, the people that are there to give support, whether it's the GP or whether it's a more sort of specialist mental health service, will have had the same, similar experiences. Mm. So
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Louise. Um, Pleasure. Yeah, I think, as I said, I think it's been incredible to speak to you and hear your experiences and your expertise. So thanks again. Thanks, thanks, you. Cheers. Thanks again to the show sponsor, Mojave's, who produce footwear for time well spent. Check out mojave's.com to see their products, and you can use the code MANTALK with no space or capitals to get 10% off. If you're struggling with your mental health, please reach out to someone you know, your GP, or a charity such as Calm or the Samaritans. Help is out there. Thanks again for listening, and take care.